welcome everybody to the Boiler Alert Podcast. With you as always, I'm your host, Andrew Ledman. And I'm Ryan Bonaparte. And we're here today, of course, to talk about March Madness. It is March, and it's already madness. Uh, we're going to talk Purdue's game against Farley Dickinson in the second half. Uh, doing the In the first half, though, we're going to kind of look more broadly at March Madness and maybe what Ryan and I picked in our brackets, so you can go ahead mm-hmm. and dunk on us later in the comments. <laughs> um, but before we get started on that, I want to let you know, um, you guys know we changed the name of the podcast, and it will no longer be um, affiliated with SB Nation. It was originally going to be at the end of February, but they extended it um, to the end of March. And now they've kind of walked that back. So it looks like um, if everything goes according to plan, this podcast, uh, we're recording it Thursday evening, and it should push live Thursday evening um, because they're going to transition us over to the new system uh, Friday morning. So that could mean two things for you, uh, but they'll be solved rather quickly. So one, um, it could mean that this podcast doesn't show up in your feed right away um, if the disruption happens earlier. Um, rest assured, if you update, it will be there, um, and we'll put this on the site when we post it. Um, two, you're going to notice that we're it, the graphic and the name for the podcast may go blank or may revert to just a generic name for a few hours. Um, when that happens, that is when we are able to go in. We've got new artwork ready to go, um, and obviously we, we're going by Boiler Alert now. Um, so we're going to put that in there. Um, but we have to wait for official word from Megaphone and Anchor and SB Nation um, and everyone involved before we can go in and make those changes. But once that is done, we can go in uh, and give those things an update. And then there should be no more interruptions uh, from that point forward. But they told us that it would happen uh, Friday morning and should only take a couple hours. But you just never know when something like this happens. <laughs> so we want to be prepared in case something bad uh, does happen in the transition. That's why we're pushing this one out on Thursday night rather than Friday morning. Yep. So uh, we did, uh, you know, everything has been signed. We've signed a new contract. Uh, I now am the owner uh, of this podcast feed, SB Nation. Um, as of the transition, will no longer be the owner. I did have to sign an anti-disparagement clause, um, so I will not be dunking on SB Nation on any uh, of these podcasts. <laughs> But, you know, if you have questions, feel free to reach out. Um, No, I'm just kidding. Uh, I have no problems. You know, we're good to go. I understand it's a business decision, but I'm glad Ryan and I can find a way to keep this going uh, because it's been a lot of fun. So all of the housekeeping Mm -hmm. out of the way. Uh, Ryan, how's your bracket looking after most of day one of March Madness? Um, well, one of my final four is gone. Oh, who? Arizona? Virginia. Oh, Virginia. I just, for some reason, I'm th- thought they could, you know, take on Alabama, and they couldn't even take on Furman. Yeah, that, uh, it was a heck of a game. Mm-hmm. A heck of a game. Um, so I'll tell you, uh, I had Arizona in the Final Four. So okay. I- I'm right there with you. Um, <laughs> one of my Final Four, already gone. Uh, man, I cannot believe they lost to Princeton. I mean, yes. just astounding. Just mm. incredible. But are you one of those people that makes like one pot or one bracket? Oh yeah, I only make one. Make... I only okay. make one. What about you? I am not. I have ten of them. Oh, the that's ready. unbelievable, unacceptable. You're a coward. In... <laughs> I shall say, in fairness, I do them separate ways each way. What does so that even mean? Them... 
okay, one bracket, I literally took all the mascots and went by mascots. Ryan, you sound okay. So, in, in I have one true like I think this is going to happen bracket. Is that the one then, you entered in the hammer and rails contest? Yes, it is. Okay. That's the one with Virginia is my final four. Let so me tell you. Obviously, it's not that good. Let me tell you. So for years, uh, my dad was a high school teacher, and for years he was the one um, of the teachers who ran like their bracket pool. Um, so he was, you know, he was the one collected all the money, did all the grading of them, and you know, at the end of the <laughs> end of the season, you know, said who won and all that. And as a as a kid growing up, I always like I was fascinated by it. I loved seeing what everybody picked and seeing, you know, because I knew a lot of the teachers growing up because he was at this high school his entire career. Um, so I grew right. up around a lot of these folks, and invariably there would always be someone, usually an English teacher. <laughs> who knew nothing about sports and would just pick Win. the teams based on colors or mascots or fun names and would be in like the top three. Yep. Always. And, and you know, for someone like my dad who watched a lot of college basketball and for me who watched a lot of college basketball, we were always so frustrated by that because we felt mm-hmm. like, you know, we, we, we were like, we were the kids who did the homework and then somebody comes up and aces the exam while just, you know, waltzing in with doing no research. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always so frustrating. But I guess that's both the beauty and the agony of March Madness. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just just so you know, the mascot challenge, the winner was the Blue Devils. Just because it's a devil? Yeah, pretty much. So wait, okay, so Purdue mascot is a train. Who beat the train? The devil? Yeah, I guess because of the the regions. Yeah, I mean he's got some powers. It it was really interesting when I got to hurricanes versus cyclones. Okay, I I guess hurricane. Yeah, I, I would think so too. But so yeah, who but, who is I'm now now you've piqued my interest. Who is in the <laughs> mascot final four? So uh, obviously me, Duke. Yeah, Duke, Iowa State, Miami. I believe. Um, oh, Arizona State. I had Sun okay. Devils so versus Sun Blue Devils, Devils versus Blue Devils. Yes. And then Hurricanes versus Cyclones. I believe so. Okay. Wow. So it's it's almost like a mirror image matchup. Yeah. Like like <laughs> when you had have... to play Mortal Kombat and you had to fight fight yourself. Exactly. I did have Paladins um, winning. So well, there you go. Herman got the win in that bracket. I mean that's just impressive. <laughs> my my nephew uh, picked that game as well, so you know at least one person in my family got that one right. There um, you go. We got a prodigy going. Yeah. So um, in your hammer and rails bracket, in your official bracket, if you want to go yes. ahead and pull that up, so just so you know, because sounds like you mm-hmm. might have a lot to to remember. Um, who is in mm-hmm. your final four? Um, I'll give you mine first, so I can give okay. you a minute to pull yours up. Um, I yep. have well. Arizona, which we know is wrong, uh, Arizona and Purdue on one side, and then the other side I have Xavier, UCLA. Okay. I have Virginia and Purdue. Well, so there we go. So both of us have really messed up uh, messed up the south region. Yep, and then uh, for the other two regions, I have also Xavier and UConn. Okay, I thought, yeah, I, I had UConn going pretty far, if I'm remembering correctly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had them U- going in the Elite Eight, and then they UCLA lost to UCLA. is in my Elite Eight. Yeah, okay. So we just flipped those. So what's the path you put for Purdue? Who were their matchups? So Purdue, I have beating Fairleigh Dickinson, uh, mm-hmm. then FAU, 
and then mm-hmm. Duke, and then Marquette. I have the exact same, except I put Memphis. Yeah. Everybody's, everybody is, is saying that FAU is a sneaky good team and could really take down Memphis. So mm. um, I just I got suckered in by, by everything I was reading <laughs> and hearing. So uh, that could be really wrong, but um, it was just everybody was talking about it, so I, I went with the crowd. <laughs> I got peer pressured into it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, my matchup max or my mascot matchups is gonna have a fun day. It's the Missouri Tigers versus the Princeton Tigers. Okay, so how do you make that decision? At that point, the tiebreaker is whoever has a cooler looking mascot. Okay. I'd have to look at them side by side. I because I can't. Yeah. I can't really. I I could probably pick out the Missouri Tiger, but I don't know that I could pick out the Princeton Tiger. Yeah, I feel like the Princeton Tiger is, like, better maybe for some fancier. reason. Maybe he wears a tuxedo because he's in Ivy League. <laughs> yes. Maybe he got a top hat and a monocle because mm-hmm. he ate the Monopoly guy. Right. Okay. Fair enough. So, in your in your official hammer and rails bracket, we went the Final mm-hmm. Four. Who do you have in your final game, and who do you have winning it? Well, I have Purdue beating UConn. Okay. I have Purdue beating UCLA. I okay. may, I'm, I mainly did it for narrative reasons. Uh, <laughs> I think Purdue-UCLA, obviously it's a matchup that's happened before in the NCAA tournament, um, a big history between the two programs, and they right. will soon be in the same conference. Um, mm. So I, I just, the way it worked out, I thought that was my best matchup. So Purdue-UCLA with Purdue as my champion. But, you know, huh, it's, uh, it, March is always a scary time for a Purdue fan. Mm-hmm. Um in my heart of hearts, I think they can go the whole way. I mean, I do. I think they have the talent to beat anybody, and I think Zach Eady can neutralize a lot of the problems that Purdue has if the three-point mm-hmm. shooting isn't falling. But it's just, you just never know. I mean, you look today, Arizona lost, Virginia lost. Um, I mean, big-name programs lose to lesser teams all the time. And right. you just never know when it's going to strike. Uh, it's a single elimination tournament with little preparation, and anything can happen. There's a reason they call it March Madness. Yeah. Um, in our group so far, our Hammer and Rails group, the best so far is 7 out of 10. Oof. Do, For, do you, does, it, does it tell you um, how many brackets we had submitted? Um, it just says 250 plus. Wow. So, I mean, technically, I can 282. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, I, I'm i glad you could put this together for us. I know um, you were the one who, who took charge, so thank you for mm-hmm. doing that. Um, yeah. I am currently, by the way, in 107th, uh, tied for 107th, so not looking great for me. <laughs> I am 34th. Oof. I, I fell down fast, let me just tell you. <laughs> Um, so we know we've seen throughout the big 10, uh, Maryland won uh, earlier today mm-hmm. in a real ugly game against West Virginia. Um, oh, that was so up and down. Yeah. Illinois lost. Um, they just, they absolutely looked terrible, uh, for the majority of that game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Iowa is playing as we record and they're currently down double digits to Auburn. So, mm-hmm. you know, the big 10, not exactly showing their best self today. Um, right. But, you know, Penn State is still to go. They play late, late tonight. Um, and then future Big Ten member UCLA um, plays even later. They're, they're the 10.05 tip. So should be another couple good games uh, today. 
Um, for anybody worried about Purdue as a number one seed, uh, the two number one seeds who play today, each one by 20-plus points, Kansas uh, 96, Howard 68, and then Alabama 96, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, coached by former Purdue assistant Steve Lutz uh, with Steve 75. Lutz. Yeah. So, uh, so both of them won by 20-plus, which was great because DraftKings offered me a nice little parlay that both of them would win by 20, so <laughs> I turned some money into some more money. So uh, that go. was great. Uh, so no matter what happens on my other bets, uh, I've already come out ahead for the day. So uh, pretty happy with that. Uh, although I did bet on Illinois, and that was a mistake. <laughs> that was a mistake. I don't know yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. Mm. Yeah, they've been getting bounced in tournaments a yeah. lot lately. Yeah. And it was as... As someone pointed out on Twitter about Virginia, their last four NCAA tournaments <laughs> lost in the first round, won the national title, lost in the first round, lost in the first round. Ugh. Like what? All, all is the higher seed, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, just they they lost to a, a sixteen, obviously. Then they won it all, and then they were a four and a four, I believe. And so they lost wow. to thirteen seeds in back to back years, if I'm remembering that right. That sounds correct. They might, they were, yeah, there were four or five last year. So, I mean, just absolutely uh, a crazy string of events for, for Virginia and their fans. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, you know, I think most schools' fans would trade places with them anytime just because they've got that national title right there. So you'll take yeah. a little heartbreak every, you know, three out of four years if you reach the mountaintop in that fourth one. So mm-hmm. it's just, it's been a hell of an interesting few years for Virginia. Yep. Um, yep. So anything else sticking out about these early games before we take a break and focus on Fairly Dickinson? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, no other major upsets, really. I think the biggest, one of the bigger upsets was the 12 not beating the 5 in uh, Charleston. Yeah, it does happen a lot. Um, so, but, you know, there's still three more of them to go. Mm-hmm. Um, well, Duke or, is well, up Duke by is, 25 yeah. right Duke now. is crushing Oral Roberts right now. Oh, I did want to say this. This is another DraftKings thing. So, you know, they make their own parlays that they try to, like, push on you. Uh, mm-hmm. And most of the time they're, like, very bad. And yeah. the, the odds of them are outrageous. So they're just trying to get people <laughs> to throw money at them. Um, but one of them today, they grouped together Oral Roberts and Colgate. Oh, okay. <laughs> I know exactly why. Uh, yeah, exactly. They they clearly did it as a joke because Oral Roberts, Colgate is a toothpaste, um, and they they did them both to win and score so many points or whatever. And I was like, while that would be fun to be able to root for, I am not wasting money on what is clearly uh, a doomed to fail parlay. And I made the right choice there, as Duke is currently up fifty two to twenty seven. Uh, on Oral Roberts, and I don't imagine they're going to come back uh, from being down 25. No, I I don't think so. And Colgate's down, yeah, like you said, 11 right now. So Yeah, not great. So uh, one more thing before we take a break. Uh, Purdue women are currently playing uh, St. John's, and it is not mm-hmm. looking good. Uh, they're currently down 60 to 45, and it's— 48 now. Oh, Okay. Uh, and it's the third <laughs> quarter, so down 12, not a ton of time left there. Um, we'll keep an eye on it as we record, but um, not looking too good uh, for the Purdue women right now. But, hey, uh, we were surprised they made it in the tournament, you know, second year under Katie Gerald. So I think she's got the program going in the right direction. So uh, for sure. 
Yeah, so we'll take a break, and then we're going to take a closer look at Fairleigh Dickinson. And we're back. So as promised, we're going to take a look at Purdue's upcoming game against Fairleigh Dickinson. Uh, Fairleigh <coughs> Dickinson, of course, had to play in the play-in game, uh, but they did come out victorious. So that is who Purdue is playing and not uh, Texas Southern. Now, Ryan, were you able to watch uh, any of this game last night? Not too, too much. Um, I watched a bit. I was more so focused on whoever's running the fake Barstool account for Texas Southern. Yeah, what a what a gig that person gave themselves. Mm. We assume it's an IU fan who was just trolling for no reason, but like, right? <laughs> I really wish you had better things to do in your life, my man. Like, come on. Yep, but yeah, I mean, wasn't particularly close at all. They they looked prepared and they played well. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, Texas Southern looked very bad. Um, mm-hmm. So you have to take that into consideration, you know, who they were playing. But, man, uh, <laughs> they they could not shoot the ball, Texas Southern. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, both of the teams looked bad. Um, there's no getting around that. But uh, did you learn anything about Fairleigh Dickinson during this game? Oh, yes, I did. Oh, I, I love it. Okay, let's hear it. They are the shortest team in Division One, Which is just wild to me that that is a stat <laughs> someone keeps. Yep, their tallest player is six foot seven. And I don't think he plays very much. No, he does not. Um, Beyond that, they have a couple six foot six guys. And (laughs) yeah, that's their tallest player. They don't, their roster, they don't even list that they have a center. Just wild. (laughs) So two things that they are really known for is being short and their defense is not good. Yeah, yeah, so... On Ken Palm, um, I believe going into the game, they were 361st out of 363, uh, and they bumped, they bumped up a couple spots after that game. Um, when I looked last, they were 359th out of 363. Ooh, okay. Yeah. Um, someone tweeted when they were still 361 that it is the largest disparity in Ken Palm rankings between an offense of one team and a defense of another since they started tracking because Purdue I believe at the time was ranked ninth yeah and I mean it it would it would have to be I mean I can't imagine a larger disparity um Mm -hmm. you know yeah a larger disparity is almost impossible Um, right so they're bad on defense they do press so that got every Purdue fan who was on Twitter or on our spaces (laughs) in a bit of a twist because they assume if a team runs a press, Purdue cannot handle it. But as I pointed out on our spaces, two things. Just because you run a press doesn't mean you run a good press. Right. And two, even though excuse me, even though Purdue has, you know, struggled at times against the press, we've probably really only lost one game because of a press. And so, you know, we've made games much more uncomfortable. We've gotten games much closer than any two. But ultimately, you know, Purdue finds a way to win, and that is what it's all about. Yeah, and the thing about the press is the teams Purdue struggled against when there was press have long guards. They have guards who are taller. If you have short guards, they you know they might be quick, but that doesn't mean they're going to give you issues when you have to trap them in a press. So it, it's it's a different type of 
dynamic that these teams bring. I'm so as you said, you can do it all the time, but that doesn't mean you're doing it well. Yeah. So I don't see an issue. Heck, they're short enough to where I put on Twitter, I'm like, if you just throw a football pass to Edie every time, just let him go up and get it. Yeah, I mean, honest to God, it would be incredible if Purdue would just run an offense where Edie just goes down low and lifts his arms mm-hmm. and we just throw it to him every time. Because exactly. I, I, I really don't think they could stop him. Because the guy who's 6'7", barely plays... Um, mm-hmm. So the tallest guy they play really is like six four, maybe six mm-hmm. five, and that's how they're listed. You know, if you're right. listed at six four, six five, it means you're probably six two, six three. So Edie literally probably has a foot on their tallest player, <laughs> which uh, is just outrageous for an NCAA tournament game. And I mean, uh, how much do you think Edie's going to get in this game? Oh, I, I. I think he gets his normal 20-25. Honestly, I don't expect it to be a close game in any way. Um, so I think Edie might be getting some rest okay. for that next game. Gotcha. Um, but by the time the first half ends, he might be racking up a 20-piece. He might be 20-10 and 10 by halftime. Yeah, I could absolutely see that. I could absolutely see that because they, they just have no one that matches up with him, no one that can guard him. Mm. And we've seen... Even when it, even when teams have somebody to match up against Edie, he can overpower them. He's got great footwork, great hands, um, mm-hmm. and a hook shot that's impossible to stop. So if you're doing those kind of things against a guy who is a foot shorter than you and clearly overmatched athletically, I think Edie can just do some real, real damage in this game. Um, and I really do hope you're right. Uh, that it allows him right. to get some rest. Not that you know he can't play on you know basically a day and a half of rest, but anything you can do to make the second matchup easier, you need to do in this first game. Um, I we all saw the video of the fairly Dickinson coach in the locker room. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know whether he said I want Purdue to see this or I don't want Purdue to see this, it's unclear. Um, but. He said something along the lines of, you know, the more I watch Purdue, the more I think we can beat him. And Purdue fans are giving this coach a lot of crap, uh, myself included, because it got recorded. But, like, right. that's what you have to say as the coach. You can't yeah. go in and be like, look, guys, we're just lucky to be here. Uh, we're screwed. This team's really good. I have found no weaknesses. you got to go in there and you got to hype them up. So, uh, you know, I I understand we're giving this coach crap because it's a game and we're we're in you know we're in trash talk mode uh, right now. But at the same time, any coach would say the exact same thing. It's just unfortunate for him that it got recorded. Mm-hmm. For sure. So I mean, yeah, you, you have to give crap to the guy, but like he he said what he had to. Yeah, he's doing his job. He's doing his mm-hmm. job. I mean. I don't know what anybody expects him to say other than I think we can beat him. So, uh, right. You know, he's, he's doing his job. He's out there fighting for his guys and I got to respect him for that. Now, Mm -hmm. one of the interesting things about this matchup is that these two teams have played before in the NCAA tournament. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, we played back in 1988 and that whole path to, uh, for Purdue in 1988 is, just bizarrely similar to what Purdue could face uh, this year because Fairleigh Dickinson was their first-round opponent when Purdue mm-hmm. was a one-seed. 
by the way. <laughs> um, and after that, uh, we played Memphis. And wow. I'm sorry, we played Memphis in like the third round. Or oh, where, okay. Um, and so Purdue could literally play Memphis in the second round this year. Mm-hmm. And then there's one other team that's the same. And I'm I'm trying to I was trying to pull up uh, the schedule um, as I spoke, but um, was it Duke? It, hold on, it might have been. Um, but I mean, either way, just the fact that we're playing the same team as a one <laughs> seed is is sort of bizarre. Oh, okay, yes. So we played Fairleigh Dickinson, and then we played Memphis in the second round. So it could literally be uh, the same two teams. Mm-hmm. And then we played K-State, and K-State uh, was the team that beat us. And Purdue could, you know, in theory, if everything works out, could play K-State um, in, I think, <laughs> the Elite Eight. Okay. Now, is that Kennesaw or Kent? Oh, oh well, Kansas. Oh, oh, duh. There's like three. Yeah, I K guess there are, there are a lot of K states, I guess. So, gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, wow. I'm just trying okay. to figure. I was trying. Now I'm looking at the bracket to see where Kansas State is because I know they were in. Yeah, they were in our. They're in our region. Um, they're the three. Yeah, so we would play them in Elite the Elite Eight, eight if yeah. you know both of that match up. So we could literally play the exact same three teams uh, that mm-hmm. we played in 1988. Okay. As a one seed, both times. And, like, that is just so strange to me. Like, what a <laughs> weird uh, happenstance. I don't think I'd complain, because that would mean Purdue's in the Elite Eight. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I would love that. Um, and then, but Kansas State is certainly a scary team. They're really long, they're really athletic, but, right. um, you know, when you get to the Elite Eight, everybody's scary. Um, yeah. You're just trying to win another game. So, I... I as a one seed, I don't want to have to worry about this Fairleigh Dickinson game. As a mm-hmm. Purdue fan, I worry about every game. But <laughs> I don't anticipate this one being much of a nail-biter, simply because right. the Fairleigh Dickinson defense is really so bad. Um, I could see the game working out that they come out and shoot it fairly well to start the game, and people get a little scared um, and make some they make some threes, and people get worried and worried. Um, Mm -hmm. but I don't imagine they'll be able to maintain it. And I think Purdue's offense is just going to be able to overpower them in the end. Yeah, that's, that's how I honestly see this game going. And you saw it with the two other, uh, one seeds already. Yeah. It's like, there's a reason that one seeds have only lost one game in their history and it, it just doesn't happen. Um, I, as you said, as Purdue fans, you got to be wary of it. But as you've seen enough games to where you like our odds, very yeah, much so. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would imagine if you go and look at if you go and look at every bracket um, in the Hammer and Rails bracket challenge, I would imagine all two hundred and whatever, two hundred eighty, whatever, two uh, have picked Purdue, and yet. Mm-hmm you're going to see some Purdue fans sweating when it's like seven to four <laughs> tomorrow. They're going to be like, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, we're just, we're a nervous bunch of fans. Uh, there's no two ways about it. So um, I think I look for Zach Eady to just absolutely dominate this game. And mm-hmm. I'm hoping that David Jenkins Jr. And Brandon Newman can continue their hot shooting and Newman can continue his great defense. Um, yes. And, I, I want so much more than anything right now. I think the one thing I would love to see tomorrow is Fletcher Lawyer turn it around oh. uh, 
find yes. his find his shot again and get out there and play like we saw when he was out in Portland. Um, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know if the the reports of a calf issue were true. I don't know um, if it is true how bad it is, but I just uh, Purdue needs him to play well. Um, Newman and Jenkins Jr. have picked up a lot of the slack uh, as far as three point shooting, so you can kind of you know say that lawyer playing his best is a bonus um mm-hmm. but having another great guard is immeasurably valuable in the NCAA tournament so to have right. him get back to playing to what he's what he's capable of would just be so huge for this team and and I'm really hoping for him um that it does happen yeah I agree and one other thing I'd like to see is I'd like to see Jenkins get 11 yes absolutely Absolutely. So for those that don't know, he is 11 points away uh, from 2,000 points in his career. Yep. And, uh, you know, you never know how many games you're going to mm-hmm. have in the NCAA tournament. Purdue literally could lose tomorrow. They could have only one game. Um, so I want him to get 11 uh, just because what an, what an amazing accomplishment for him. So that is a good yep. point. We should, we should pay attention to that tomorrow. So um, mm-hmm. I want to ask you one more question. Um, who do you think – is going to be the leading scorer for Purdue tomorrow. And mm. if it is Zach Eady, who do you think is going to be the second leading scorer? Okay. Um, I definitely think it's going to be Zach Eady. I think he's getting number one. Second? Mm. I think I'm going to pull the Braden Smith card. That's He's exactly who I was going to say. He has yeah. been playing great as of late. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he really struggled just like Lawyer did for a little bit there. Um, but he seems to have turned the corner, and he's kind of back where we need him to be uh, leading this, this squad from the point guard position. So um, sure. uh, I think him and Edie have really been connecting well recently, um, and I think that's going to that's gonna really help propel Purdue forward in this game. But, man, I would really like to see Purdue just put on a statement performance Never leave any doubt and just beat them by, you know, 35, 40 points. Mm-hmm, for sure. It would just be great. So um, for those curious, uh, when these two teams did play in 1988, Purdue won 94-79. So, uh, you know, a 15-point a win. Nothing mm-hmm. spectacular, but the game never really in doubt. So I would love something like that tomorrow. So, Ryan, I know you're going to be in attendance tomorrow. Um, what mm-hmm. time are you getting there? Um... I have yet to figure out my entire travel plans. Okay. I will definitely be there before tip. <laughs> I um, would hope. Yeah. And then, um, so it's about a five-hour drive for me, um, plus I lose an hour. Oh, right. Um, but, yep, I will be leaving tomorrow, and I'll be there all weekend, given a Purdue victory. So... And I will be with shirt. Yeah, that's what, that was the next the question. Shirt. That was my next question. So, yep. Um, is it is it already packed? Because I don't want any I don't want any shenanigans where you would get like halfway there and be like, oh, I forgot to pack it. Oh, it's already in its case. Okay, good, good. Yeah. Okay, so no worries there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad. Uh, I'm excited for you to be there. I hope you get a good seat, and mm-hmm. uh, you know we will check back in. Uh, and record uh, probably, gosh, going to have to be Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll get that out um, looking either toward the next game or recapping the second ever loss by a 1C to a 16. So either way, we'll have something to talk about, you know? 
Yeah. Well, uh, let's hope it's the former. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so, too. Hope so, too. So uh, there we go, folks. Fairleigh Dickinson, Purdue, tip-off 640 or 650? 640. 640. There you go. 640 Eastern time. Um, You know, it's going to be exciting. It's March Madness. This is what the whole season is built for. Uh, So let's go out there uh, and take down Fairleigh Dickinson. Boiler up. Hammer down.